I'm Mitch. I'm Keith. And this is the Layman's Term Show. The Layman's Term Show, where a couple lay people, not not clergy, clergy, talk about where life and faith intersect and have some fun conversations. This week on the Layman's Term Show, we're talking about guilt. Keith, what are you guilty of? (laughs) <laughs> well, that's an intro right there. Yes, it is. Um, All right, let's start at the top. Guilt, guilt is guilt is an an interesting um, thing because you can be guilty. You can feel guilt for doing something. You can feel guilt for not doing something. Um, you can feel guilt for um, all all various reasons. Whether it's whether it's there's even uh, false guilt. Well, that's what I was. That's what I was that's trying to think. That's where you're headed. False yeah, guilt. Yeah, like uh, where where you're guilty about something you shouldn't be guilty of, or you you, you know you shouldn't feel guilty of, right? Yeah, or or you feel so there's guilty by association, mm-hmm. and then there's feeling guilty mm-hmm. by association. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when the bus driver yells at the kids at the back of the bus, and even though you weren't back there, it kind of ruins your day at school. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. You feel um, like, man, we're bad kids. We're but, bad but, kids. But I wasn't the actively bad child. Yeah, or maybe you were doing the same thing. You just weren't the one that got yelled at before it. That's like convicting guilt. Yeah. That, that's like, you need to pay attention to that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you know, it could be, I mean, guilt can be something as simple as, uh, this has happened the other day. Um, Parker, my three-year-old, if you're eating something, He's hungry, and he wants what you have. Yeah, I know. Right? I gave him some of my sandwich. Right, right, right. Like he's like all of a sudden he's like, I'm hungry. Yeah, it was a hook and ladder from uh, Firehouse Hub. Is delicious. Not a sponsor, but should be. They should be. Um, I gave him a little piece of the wheat bread. Yeah, and some turkey and some turkey lurking. Um, you know, it's like yeah. So I have to sneak food ar- around him. You know, otherwise he's just eating curvaceous yeah you know so uh i have this thing around halloween candy that when i'm cooking i have to eat as well okay i don't know why you know like you know if you're cutting up a bell pepper half the bell pepper goes into my mouth (laughs) versus you know the dish right um so you know we're, we're we're cooking and it's nothing i can apparently eat i'm making like you know, breaded chicken Raw and pasta, right? you know, right? Like, I can't I can't eat this. So, you know, like, I go with a bowl of candy, and I got to sneak a piece. Otherwise, Parker's going to be like, oh, I'm hungry. I want candy, you know? So I'm, like, sneaking this piece of candy, and I pop it in my mouth, and I turn around, and there's Parker standing there. So and, and he off? looks at me, and he goes, what you have? I'm like, nothing. He's like, you have candy. And I'm like, oh, man, like instant guilt, right? Like instant guilt. So, uh, but yeah, like should you feel guilty as an adult for having a bite-sized Snickers before dinner? No. It's your prerogative. You can do what you want, but I felt guilty. You felt guilty. Crazy, isn't it? Now, I mean. Well, so we have two. You brought up an interesting point there. mm. Um. Because we have a couple different uh, uh, reflexes whenever it comes to guilt, things we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we either suppress it, push it down, suppress mm-hmm. it, ignore it, mm-hmm. pretend it's not there, pretend we don't feel guilty, right? 
Um, or we retreat to a narrative. Oh. A narrative that would say, well, I'm the adult. It's my prerogative. Oh, oh, I, oh I see what you're doing there. Right? <laughs> we, well, you've, you've now showed an example of justification through retreating to a narrative. Yeah. To yeah. excuse yourself yes. of the guilt you're feeling. Yes. All right. So now we're talking pretty amateur kid stuff right yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, this, right? you know, this is like but a benign. We can example. really, we can do this at a larger scale. I have, a, I have a realization or a thought that just popped in my head as you were talking. And I want to get your feeling. You know, they say um, anger is not, a, is not a primary emotion. Anger is the result of Anger is what another... happens after you've suppressed guilt long enough. <laughs> well, that, that we're, uh, we're headed there. That can be. Um, but like anger, you don't feel angry. It's a secondary emotion, right? Yeah. You, 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 you're either embarrassed or then you get angry yes. because you're embarrassed or, you know, whatever, right? Um, do you think guilt is a secondary emotion? Well, I think anger is a secondary emotion of guilt. So after you suppress, okay. after okay. you suppress your guilt, so you can so you can rewrite the narrative, mm-hmm. right? So then it's out there and you talk about it. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I'm guilty for this thing, but I talk it through. I'm ta- telling everybody about it and then excusing my sure. the, the jerk cut me off. Yeah. Right. Like jerk. You know, I'm excusing my behavior by rewriting the narrative. Yeah. That you know may or may not include the fact that my blinker was not on. Um, right. Like yeah. rewrite the I. It's my if I control the narrative, mm-hmm. I can control other folks' perceptions of how my behavior was, and thus justify and kind of excuse away my guilt okay. in my own worldly human terms. Or, yeah. or it could be so bad that I don't think I can rewrite the narrative. I don't think I can produce a narrative that doesn't shade me in a in a shade of guilt. Mm. So then I'm gonna I'm gonna press it down. No one's gonna know about it. I'm not gonna talk about it. Yeah, I'm gonna bury it deep inside. Then I think it matures into anger. Because then you're angry with yourself. You're angry over this guilt. Well, it could be other emotions too than anger, but I can but, see where you're going. I mean, you could you could um, you could get depressed by it. You know, it, whatever you did, you know that you bury it so deep that you become depressed because you know that you did xyz and you haven't atoned for it or you know whatever and you want to yeah and either way i think it's a a direct or indirect change in the narrative because if you change that narrative internally then you can put this anger towards another person so is guilt is guilt a natural and, and, and I'll try to explain this, but is guilt a natural emotion or, in other words... Um, is it a human emotion? If you steal something, no matter what culture you're from, you feel guilty for doing it, right? I believe so. Or is it cultural-based where you only feel guilty because your culture tells you that it was that you weren't supposed to do the thing? Well, my belief would be it is part of that uh, thumbprint of God, I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's get into that. I, don't, I, part, I think I know what you're saying. But. Part of our human experience, part of the the emotion, um, the design, the made in the image of God, our ability to, to love, um, 
the full range and spectrum of the human experience and human emotions mm-hmm. uh, are this is this microcosm of of God's ability to to create and experience you know emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe like separating us from uh, our relatives in the animal kingdom, we have some of these emotions, and one of them is this feeling of guilt, this understanding, the difference between understanding right and wrong, knowing, mm-hmm. knowing that murder is wrong. Mm. There's species on the planet to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I doubt they have guilt. Um, yeah, no. But we, our human experience, taking a life we experience as wrong. At our core. At our being. Well, you think about... Um, you think about the ancient times, you know, like uh, Romans, Spartans, you know, barbarians, you know, um, and war was very common, right? Very, you know, uh, duels, right? Like a duel to the death. I mean, we had duels in in the U.S. till, you know, the 1800s, right? Or 1900s, And then you get into the narrative. Well, it was them or me. Yeah, so I mean that. Well, that's the. So do you do you think, uh, spanning our existence, that people instinctively knew what they were doing was wrong? It was just so societally accepted that it was okay. Yeah, we like, made like narr- they, we made we, narr- They made the excuse that because we made because yeah. there's narratives trying to explain it away all throughout history. Mm-hmm. That tells you the driver for those narratives was the emotion of guilt. There was mm. no guilt. There's no narrative to explain it away. Interesting. I'm going to have to think about this like f- further. Yeah. If there was brain. no guilt, the little M&Ms you swiped the other day. When Snickers. Pl- Snicker, the, the miniature. Was it the tiny one? Yeah, it's a little tiny one. The Like the tiny, tiny Like one. the tiny, the tiny square. The waste of a wrapper. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Snickers. It wasn't even the fun size. No. It was the no, smaller size. No, it's actually size. not fun. Yeah. Getting into it. There's not even enough wrapper to kind of get the Yeah, ter- it's like, a, the it's like you're smelling the Snickers. Like, yeah, I just, I, just, I just treat it like a sunflower seed. Pop the whole thing in, <laughs> chew it up, spit out the wrapper. Spit out the wrapper. <laughs> so. <clears throat> so that's my hot take on it. Interesting. Right there is without our history of narratives um, glorifying, explaining away, um, actions, mm-hmm. violent actions, um, is a mechanism for processing guilt. Even in the most noble, even in the most noble of settings, it's a mechanism for processing guilt. So, in in let's let's spin this conversation a little bit towards um, towards our relationship with God, yes, right, and guilt. Um, do, do you, do you think that we naturally approach God with guilt off the bat? In other words, 
when you when you're when you're first understanding you're God, headlines. you know you're first understanding it, right? You're not you're not a, a, a kid, but you're an you're an adult, a teenager, right? And you start to really look and understand about God, and you start to believe. Are you then? Is it natural to then immediately be guilty or feel guilt? Because, and I'll lay out a, a list of things. All the stuff you did before you believed, right? Um, all the stuff you continue to do, right? Um, but then, but then just, and I'll and I'll and I'll give you, you know, kind of my um, thought is that you're 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 never good enough for God, right? Like that's how I feel. Like I can't, I can't be good enough for, for God, right? And so a lot of a lot of I I would say a lot of my guilt or approach to God is because maybe not what I've done in the past or maybe what I've done in the present, but the fact that I know in the future, like I can't be perfect, right? Like I can't do everything correctly, so I'm not, you know, you feel not good enough. To be in relationship with God. Enter Jesus. Yeah. Enter Jesus. Yeah. Because that's the whole foundation of our faith is we're not good enough. We Mm -hmm. can't be good enough for God in our current current state. Yeah. Um, Because I think Andy Stanley said... You know, uh, one of his talks was um, not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> Should be. Was, was you know, guilt creates this debt debtor relationship. Mm. We even work it into our vocabulary, mm-hmm. right? We don't think about it, but I owe them an apology. Oh yeah, I owe them something. Uh, oh, that's a great. How point. can I make it up to them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And usually it's be- and it's because something's been taken. Mm. Um taken advantage of, taken from, taken, um, and it's it usually it can't be given back, it can't be returned, it mm-hmm. can't be undid. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's created this debt-debtor relationship, how we perceive it, we feel like there's something we should be able to do mm-hmm. to, to resolve that. Dude, I saw this video. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, The yep. Rock. The Rock. Rock. Not a sponsor. Should be. Should be. Um, he he was he was telling this story. He went to this gas station, and when he was, like, first starting to work out and stuff, for, like, over a year, he'd go to this gas station and steal a king-size Snickers bar. So back to the Snickers. Okay. And that was, like, his pre-workout, you know, calories or whatever, right? So for a year, he would steal this Snickers bar. So he went, he went back in to this gas station and bought out all the candy bars, you know, spent, you know, a couple thousand dollars buying out all the candy bars, paid for them, and then left them and said, hey, anybody comes in want a candy bar, give it to them, right? Okay. That's what you're talking about. Obviously, he did something, he felt so guilty for it that years later, he had to do something to try to pay for the guilt that he probably felt. Yep. So 
when it comes mm. when it comes to like what Jesus has done for us, we've created this separation that we can't make up for. Mm. You know, yeah, we can't undo the wrongs we've done and the hurts we've done to other people that we feel guilty for. And by hurting other people and wronging other people, we're we're doing that to God. Mm. So you can't make up for that without Jesus taking it on himself and taking that punishment for us to clean our slate of all the guilt that, that we've accumulated and will continue to accumulate. Mm. So you have kind of these three options with your guilt. You can you can deny it completely mm-hmm. and live a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, you can face it. You know, bring it out in the light, face it, and uh, and then and then risk being defined by it. Mm. Or your third option is Jesus. And you know, Jesus on the cross um, took on the condemnation. I would say the condemnation associated with with our guilt took it all on himself. Yeah, and I, I, I think maybe a point would be, and you can you can tell me if you you don't agree with this, but it doesn't mean that you you give your guilt away, right? Realizing that Jesus's death paid for whatever you should be guilty and of, and now it's okay, and now it's just okay. Yeah, that's not what we're saying. Right, that's not what we're saying. But the feeling that of letting the guilt control your life, yes, you should, you should give that up to God, and don't let the guilt control you and push you into a direction. Allow allow it to be freeing, so that you can um, approach life and approach God in a more loving way. And and. Make corrective actions where you can, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Make amends best you can. Um, you know, Jesus is saying, bring, um, bring your guilt to me. Bring it. Bring your guilt to Jesus with your eyes wide open. Identify not not with a narrative, mm. not with um, excuses, but here it is. Own it, right? Here it is. You know, back to the sign on Jimmy John's, right? Jimmy a, Jones. a good, a good apology has three parts. They're not a sponsor, but if you go there, signs on the wall. I think it's on the uh, south side of the Jimmy John's in Kearney. Three good parts to an apology. Keith. Oh, I don't know. Oh, we've talked about this before on the podcast. You have to go back have and we? listen to the other oh, episode. Oh no, what happened? It's a teaser alert. But bring your guilt to God, eyes wide open. Bring it to Jesus and say, you know, here it is. I own it. This is what I'm guilty of. Uh, no stories. No cover ups. Uh, bring it out there, and then I think Jesus says, "We'll, you know, we're going to agree together that you're guilty. We're not, we're not, we're not saying you're not guilty. You know, you're guilty, but you're not condemned. Ah, yeah, that's where I that's said a good, that. That's a good point. So we recognize it. Our eyes are open. We're guilty. Yeah, but we're not condemned." Yeah. So Jesus is saying, when God sees you because of him, mm. when he sees you, he doesn't see the things you've done. 
He sees you. For who you are, and he wants you <coughs> to s- see every all your other relationships the same way he sees them. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So let's let's uh, let's try to let's try to sum tie up, a bow on tie it. a bow on it. So you 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 do something, you feel guilty about it, but instead of suppressing it or instead of trying to write a narrative about it, uh, approach it for what it is, right? Try to make amends the best you can yep. in the situation. Um, try to try to change for the future. Repent. Repent. Bring right? it to God. Bring it, bring it to God. Um, be truly... Accept the forgiveness. Accept the non-condemnation. Accept yep. the acceptance. Yep. So that you can forgive yourself. Yep. Goes back to our forgiveness discussion. Yep. And then and then chart the course forward. Right. Yeah, I like that. Um, it's easier said than done. Correct. Of course. It's way easier said than done. But I think a couple steps forward is when you feel the guilt, call it out and recognize when you're writing a narrative to excuse it away. Yeah. Oof. Self-reflection. So when you're telling the so story, hard. when you're telling the story, the back of your mind, mm-hmm. be thinking, am I, am but I, I telling the but narrative? But I am an adult, and I can eat a fun-sized Snickers <laughs> anytime that I want. Anytime that he wants. <laughs> well, I'm Mitch. I am Keith. And this was the uh, Layman's Term Show. Thanks for tuning in. Later.